to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Law enforcement. Just that. Let's look at spiritual law enforcement. You see, I've already changed the sermon title. (laughs) Or we might look at law enforcement agents of the spirit. (laughs) I want us to look at that. And I want us to start with a particular scripture, which I think is known. I want us to go to Matthew chapter number 11 and verse 12. Matthew 11 and verse 12. And perhaps we can read it together so that I hear your voices. One, two, three, read. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That's one of the most, I can say, strange scriptures I've ever seen in the Bible. Because this was Jesus speaking, and he's saying the kingdom of God is suffering violence. Violence from who? Now, the interesting thing is one would think it means that um, the kingdom of God... Maybe like he's being attacked by the devil and stuff like that. But that's not what he's talking about. What he's suggesting is, imagine a situation where we said, um, which part of the semester are you in? Are you almost at the end of the semester? Okay, so one or two people may not have chicken right now, right? There are a few soya chunks here and there. Now, I want you to imagine... (laughs) I want you to imagine we came and said, hey guys, we are giving out free chicken. And then (laughs) we do not give you like an order. We just say, you've just heard it as a rumor, as a matter of fact. You're not even sure. Say, what's the name of this hall? Okay. Chanama what? Okay. Run to Chinama Hills because they are giving out free chicken. Now, there is one entrance, right? What would happen is uh, you'll be shocked how you find that person who you thought was slow. 
is in front of you. And then before you know it, there would be a forcefulness for people to enter. And then we say, the chicken is here. If you want it, get it. The question is, who are the people who will come out with chicken? <laughs> Wait, is somebody following me? No, no, let's go somewhere. So we've, 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 we, we just like, like, let's say I'm the one with the chicken. I just leave it on the pulpit and run. You'll be amazed how that person from there will step on one or two heads and find themselves this side. And interestingly, because it's not orderly, it means that someone can live with five. Someone can live with five hot chickens. Another person can live with a drumstick only. And then another person might live with nothing. So what Jesus was saying is, the kingdom of God is suffering from forcefulness. Like, he's saying like there's a forcefulness. People suddenly wanted the kingdom. And then he's saying the only ones who would take it are the ones who would take it by force. Meaning there's a violence that was expected. There's a forcefulness that's expected. Otherwise, the chicken will be right there. And the only person eating it will be Esther Chola. I don't know if you're hearing me. No, let me say that one again. So, there is an aspect of the kingdom that requires you to be violent, that requires you to be forceful, that requires you to be vigorous, that requires you to be servant. There's an aspect of the kingdom that requires that. Where when something is offered at you, you slap at it and you jealously guard it. And so there are certain things in the kingdom of God that you will never grow in if you are casual. Like, oh, I'm a Christian sometimes. Oh, you know, I know how I roll. Me and my dad know how we know each other. There's a way he knows me. He knows my heart. I, I don't even pray because God just knows my heart. Eh, that's casual. That's casual. Have you ever had an exam which to pass that exam, you even know, even at the beginning of the semester, you knew that this exam is not for the casual, it's not for the faint-hearted. I remember once entering a paper, because I've studied a few things, and I entered that paper, this should have been my master's, and I opened the paper, I looked at it, there's that period where they say everybody look at your, at your work, right? So usually when everyone is looking for me, I don't look. I don't know why. I've just never done that. Then when they say start, that's when I start looking. Because <laughs> I think I've always just hated being that one who lifts their hand. No, there's a problem with question 6C. I've just always felt that's not my calling. So now, <laughs> I opened that paper. And have you ever opened a paper and you know, like, okay, this one, there are those papers which will sell, but this one will need to fight, as in there will need to be a fight where you look and they've asked you for maybe a seven-page essay and you know you only have two points. You know you've got two points. But somehow, by the time the story is done, the essay will be there. You, you don't know where the essay will come from, but you will fight. As in, your words will... Where you'll find the big words, no, the aim of this writing is to postulate that shan, shan, and your handwriting even changes. You, you, you just know that somehow, somewhere... Seven pages must come out of those two points you have. 
Why you know it's a fight and I'm going to win. So I remember there's one paper, I knew it was a fight. I, I looked at it, I was like, mm-hmm. but I knew that somehow, somewhere, I had to win this fight. I had to win. I, I, I did my sleeves and I just knew this one, I would need to be violent. I would need to be forceful. I looked at time, I knew I would need to be extremely forceful. I'll be very honest with you, by the time the paper was done, I walked out of the exam room laughing because I don't like confessing negativity. So when everyone was like, yeah, we are doomed, I was just laughing. I was like, guys, we are Results came out. You want to know what I got? No. You guys. No. Yeah? Okay, fine. So that paper, I got a C. But you see, <laughs> guys, I worked for that sea. I fought for that sea. I went to bed when I woke up, it was a B. And it remained a B until my transcript was released. <laughs> All I'm saying is there, we had to fight. There are certain moments where you have to learn to fight. Let me give you an example. I was taking a walk with my wife uh, when she was uh, expecting. And yeah, today is my daughter's birthday, actually. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's also your birthday. Happy birthday. That's why Martin Villa. She made sure she had to touch the mic so that everyone knows. So we, we took a walk and we were somewhere right in Avondale. And that day we used the road that we don't usually use. So as we were walking, I should have known that there was, there, there was uh, it just didn't feel like the right road to use. And my wife at that point is like eight months pregnant or something like that. Or walking, and then suddenly, this gate opens. And that's, you know, you even know in Osaka, that's one of the worst things to happen. When a gate opens slowly. The gate opened and a dog came out. And I thought that dog is just going to mind its own business. We were its business. There were a few other people they ran. Now I'm here. I'm with my pregnant wife. <laughs> I know I'm fast, but I can't leave my pregnant wife. And then the owner of the dog comes out. And it's this young girl. Very little girl. And she's even talking to it. I even remember the name of the dog to date. <laughs> Everest! Everest! Stop! Everest! Just what kind of a name is Everest? You never heard of Kilimanjaro or Mutumbi Hills or something? Kaleni? And so... I, I then went and stood, like put my wife behind and I stood like this and I was now facing it head on. So it would come, it would back, I would also shout. And I told my wife, just like, don't run, don't go far. It's better like I'm here because I know that with things you have to learn to talk to them. So it would back, I would say, no. It would back again, I said, no, you're not doing anything. No, because <laughs> at that point, listen, there was nothing like, now, do you know that I have the right to walk in the country safely? Do you know that I've got the right to not feel threatened by anyone's dog? And do you know I can sue them for having their dog come at me? 
But at that point, there's no time for, listen, Everest, let me explain to you my rights. As I said, no, no, no. There is a place where you have to be forceful and defend your rights. I think Everest was going to hear about my rights. Still remember the road. I plan to go back just to say hi. Eventually, it ran away, by the way. Eventually. So now, <laughs> the reason why I'm talking about law enforcement is because when you are born again, one of the first things that happens to a person who's born again is that they have rights. Let me explain. Being born again is literally being born into a kingdom. That's why Jesus said, unless a man is born of water and the spirit, he will not enter the kingdom of God. So meaning you're born literally into a kingdom. So that's the whole essence of being born again, so that you can start existing in a kingdom. Now, in that kingdom, you've got a citizenship. That's why in Philippians we're told our citizenship is of heaven. So meaning in heaven, if you're born again, in heaven right now when they're doing a roco, they also call your name. Have you just had those moments where you're just walking and you just feel, maybe they were calling your name at that point. It's felt like anointing, like, I know what's going on. I think in heaven they just called my name. So it means there is a citizenship. Now, one way that you can understand this is... Um, you know how we've got people from, let's say, the United Kingdom. Do you have anyone from the United Kingdom who's in here? No, a time has to come where those from the United Kingdom just want to come study at Levy. Why aren't you saying amen loudly? Amen. I thought you'd be like, yes, that's the case. Now, Philippians 3 verse 20, it says, For our citizenship is in heaven for which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body and the like. So now, um, if somebody is, let's say, from the United Kingdom, and you saw the situation that was there in Morocco, right? So you've got people from the United Kingdom, let's say they work as expatriates in Morocco. Now, when they are working as expatriates in Morocco, do they cease to be citizens of the United Kingdom? They are just as much a citizen as those who are already physically there. So you find the way there was a situation of the earthquake, the British embassy would then release a statement saying, oh, we have not lost any of our citizens in Morocco. How come their care is for their own citizens? They're not, they're, they're not even talking about the other people. They are saying our own citizens, we've not lost them. Why? Because as much as they may physically be in the territory of Morocco, they are still citizens of Britain. And Britain has to take care of them. And there are certain interests that Britain has in them. So you may be here on earth. You may be physically walking on the earth. You may be... <laughs> Just realized I said the words. So you may be here on... Yeah. On what? Yeah. yeah, so you may be here chilling on the earth. <laughs> and yet heaven recognizes you as a citizen so meaning when in heaven they are making their budget 
You're part of the budget. It means in heaven when they are releasing their defense system, when they are releasing the angels to protect people, you're part of the protection. It means in heaven when they've written a new book, you're one of the people to read it. I'm getting you thinking because heaven is an actual place. It's not like this. People think it's just this um, like we're all just on one cloud with a halo around our head exchanging sing hallelujah. And as beautiful as that is, heaven is busier than that. This is oh oh all over again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, when you're born again, you become a citizen of heaven. And then that citizenship in heaven leads to you having rights. That's why when you're born again, you become righteous. Righteousness is not just about the nature of you being right before God. Righteousness also means you've got rights in the kingdom of heaven. What do I mean? Are you aware that before you're born again, you don't have the right to pray? It's a privilege if God hears you. You, you don't have the right to demand his attention. Because Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, Surely the hand of the Lord is not too short to save you, so you don't have the right to his hand. And the ear of the Lord is not too deaf to hear you, but your sins have hidden his face from you that he will not hear. So meaning... <laughs> It's not a divine right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's how can I put it? It's, it's just his own loving kindness and mercy. Whereas you know that when you're born again, you've got the right to pray. It's actually your right to pray. Jesus makes a statement. He says, until now you've not asked for anything in my name. But now look, I'm telling you that when... I'm telling you that this time, you literally won't need me to ask for you. The Father will hear you himself because you earn the right to do that. The same way on earth you've got the right to education, right to shelter, right to this, right to this. Similarly, in the kingdom, you've got rights. That's why it's called righteousness. And you learn your rights through the gospel. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And then it says, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness, the rightness. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So in the kingdom you have rights. That's what righteousness is about. It's about rights. So you've got the right to demand God's attention. You've got... <laughs> And rights is a big deal. Do you remember the woman in the Bible? The one who went before Jesus. Maybe we're going a bit deeper, but we'll come back. We can go a bit deeper, right? Do you remember the woman who went before Jesus and Jesus answered her a penalty? The Shunammite woman. Remember her? The one who goes before him and says, please heal my child. And then Jesus said, shall I give children's bread to dogs? Why did Jesus say that? Because she was a Gentile 
And at that time, the gospel was not yet opened for the Gentiles because Jesus came to preach to the Jews. Read what he said. He said, I've come for the lost sheep of Israel. That's why even when he sent uh, the apostles, he sent them initially only to Israel first. Okay. Uh -huh. He sent them to Israel first. Because Jesus is very technical. Notice how for him to die for Israel, the high priest had to say, it's better one man dies than the whole nation perishes. And the Bible says he didn't know he was prophesying. Because he was a high priest, he was literally giving the privilege to Jesus to die for Israel. And then somehow he had to go to Pilate, and Pilate is symbolic of the Gentiles, because the Roman Empire was the biggest at that time. And by going to Pilate, he was earning the right to not just die for the Jews, but the Gentiles also. So that when he resurrected, he could now say, go to all the world. So that woman says, heal me. And Jesus said, I'm not going to give children's bread to dogs. And the woman says, even the puppies eat the, the, the bread that falls. The puppies eat the crumbs. What she was saying is, I know I don't have the right to healing. I'm not Jewish. But at least have mercy of me like a puppy which is eating the bread that's falling off. Now for you, you're not going to say, oh God, even the puppies, so for me. No, you're not a puppy. That's why you don't bark. Listen to me, for you. <laughs> no, you're not Scooby. For you, for you, the right has been given. Maybe let me give you one scripture. John chapter number one. Hey. I said, hey. 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 Say the rights. the rights. Say I have rights. I have rights. I ask someone, do you know your Christian rights? Okay, let's read. John 1, let's look at verse 11. Bible. Get on that. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Now, I want you to read it together and when you see it, tell me. One, two, three, go. Now, have you found it? Maybe we read it again. But as many as received him, to them he gave... So that is why no one in the Old Testament ever called God daddy. They didn't have the right to. Imagine Jesus comes. None of them have ever called God father. My dad. My dad. Now think about this. In our country right now we've got a president, right? Now as much as uh, respectfully people can say he's the father of the nation, I want you to imagine you're in, uh, you're in your class here at Levy and then Maybe the lecturer says something like, hey, you, never come to my class late again. And then the person says, what? Do you know who my father is? And the lecturer says, what are you talking about? And the person says, my father is Hakainde Hichilema. And the person's son's name is Banda. How will the class react? <laughs> they will laugh, right? They will laugh. And he says, no, no, he's the father of the nation, so he's my father. They will laugh. They will laugh because as much as there's this respectful thing, the person is just not the child. Have you noticed you can't go to a rich man's house and bang on the door and say, no, because you have money, you should pay my school fees. <laughs> By what right? And then you say, after all, 
you've bought your son a car. Why have you bought your son a car when I'm suffering? Because the son has the right to the money. I don't know if you're following. Now for us, who received him? Listen, for us, our prayers are not a lottery. When we're praying, we're not gambling. We're not hoping. We're not hoping that somehow it would be, like, you know, we're not trying to harness pity or something like that. We've been given the right to become children of God. Hey. We've been given the right to become children of God. And when you know that the earth was designed <laughs> to listen to sons of God. Now, Someone would say, Pastor, these rights are nice. So maybe let me give you 30 seconds with your neighbor. Explain to your neighbor what rights you think you have as a believer. Let your neighbor tell you a few. Okay, how many of you, your neighbor said some very sensible rights? Okay. How many of you, your neighbor? <laughs> Or maybe they, they need to go study their believers' rights. Can I tell you one or two rights you have? One of the rights you have, do you know that you've got the right to receive the Holy Spirit? Jesus says, which of you, your child asks for bread, you'll give them a scorpion, or fish, and you'll give them a snake. Then he says, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So you've got the right to receive the Holy Spirit. You've got the right to receive the Holy Spirit. Shall I tell you another right you have? You've got the right to cast out devils. How many of you have cast out a demon before, like genuinely? Like, even though that, I cast out that demon before. Okay, no, we're not joking here. How many of you here have casted out a demon before? Okay. How many of you at least have participated in casting out a demon? Maybe you are just in the crowd and you are saying, and when they said, fire, you also shouted, fire, 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 fire. And then you notice that you, when your fire, when, when, you, when you, you said your fire, there was a way the demon just went... When you said you're fired, the demon even asked for the mic. I, I heard that in Pentecostal churches, the demon first waits for the mic to be given before they talk. The demon even asked for the mic, like, ah, I want to confess now. <laughs> These things, you know, there was a church where, <laughs> these things were interviewing demons. There's a church where, like, these demons woke up badly. And I think there was an elder. And it was one of those elders cussing it out. So he went, And the demon went, Mabusa. <laughs> I 
you know what church tends like? And the pastor is like, me? <laughs> Guys, me in ministry for some time, I've seen funny things. There was another funny one that happened. <laughs> Guys, when you've got a guest speaker, learn to tell them the truth. There's a guest speaker who went somewhere. Now, they were having a building project there. So they didn't tell him that there was a certain wiring. <laughs> there was a wiring on one of the pillars of the wall, which you're not supposed to touch there. Like, you, you know that rule that everyone in the house knows, but don't really share? Like, no, this stove, Tropico. <laughs> so they never told him. <laughs> so apparently the pastor went, and he's preaching, he's preaching. Then he went... <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so the next time when he was invited, the first thing he said, needs you at money, So guys, if there is any spot here which I'm not supposed to touch. <laughs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> okay. What, what am I even preaching about? So I am preaching about your rights. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> You've got the right to cast out devils. The right. It's your right. You've got the right. You have the right to be rich. Do you like that one? I remember I heard something about uh, prosperity preachers. I was asked one time if I was a prosperity preacher. I said, yes. The Bible is, the gospel, it's good news. I should go tell people bad news. Look at 1 Corinthians 8, verse 9. It says, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is that the one? <laughs> like, do we have it? I can be caught in the wrong one. First Corinthians 8, 9. Okay. So it says, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. <laughs> Guys, no, I know the Bible. <laughs> How on earth have we found out? So, guys, are you sure the Bible version you're using is correct? <laughs> is it second? Okay, so I missed it by a one. Please put second. <laughs> okay, second Corinthians. Hey, hey. I that, Apostle F. Okay. <laughs> so it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. Now, sometimes the reason why we end up not benefiting from certain scriptures is that we want to tone them down in the name of revelations. We want to give everything a spiritual meaning. No. So the, what, what the Bible there means is Jesus is talking about spiritual richness. Because, you know, richness is not all about money. 
Richness is about feeling good in your heart. You can feel good in your heart in a Lamborghini. It's possible. Like, listen. <laughs> listen. Guys, read the whole chapter. He was talking about money here. As in, read it. In, he was literally talking about money. And then Jesus didn't become spiritually poor so that you can become spiritually rich. No, he became physically poor so that you can be rich. Do you actually take that as one of your rights? Or it's one of those, Lord, uh, if you bless me one day, then you've blessed me. Or do you take it as your right? Are you sure? Those of you who don't like that right, you can give me even your portion. <laughs> and then all the people God blessed in the Bible, who he made. The Bible literally says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Do you believe that to be your right? Are you sure? And you know, the Bible says, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Meaning the extent to which you see the arm of God is dependent on the report you've believed. Now, you've got rights. You've got rights. I'll tell you something. Um, how many of you have ever had one of your human rights, somebody's trying to violate them and you stand up for yourself and say, this I refuse. This is against my rights. I don't know if you're hearing me. Like, let me give you maybe an example of one of your rights. One of your rights is that when you go to Hungry Lion and you've ordered a big bite too, they should give you a big bite too. What would you do if you went to Hungry Lion, you ordered a big bite two, and they gave you a big bite one? As in state house, we hear about it. Worse off, you were hungry, you didn't check, and then you go back and you find it's a big bite one. For that matter, it's a piece you don't like. It will be, it will be rough for them that day. Now, if you've ever had an occasion, I think I had an occasion, I should have been buying pizza last week. And I was told it would take 10 minutes. I said, okay, that's fine. You respect my time, I respect yours. And I went to do something else, and I came back, and it had been 12 minutes. So I went, and I looked, oh, okay. I said, can I have my pizza now? They had to come start explaining and apologizing because I had the right to demand it. Worse off, I had the written proof. Listen, when you find where it's written of you in the scriptures, <laughs> you become a bit demanding. So there are certain rights which are your rights. Now, the way Satan works is that Satan works like a thief. The aim of a thief is to limit the extent to which you enjoy your own rights. That's how a thief works. Imagine a thief can go stab a person over their own phone. A th that's how how a thief and why does a thief come with force it's because they know they are not being backed by the law they know that the only way they can try and infringe on your rights is to be forceful because they know that the law is like they know they are wrong they're not they know they're not supposed to be where they are where they are at that moment they know that they've got no right to enter your house they've got no right to enter your yard that is why they will try to come with weapons and try to be forceful because they know you're backed by the law and you have rights. That's how a thief works. So now, the challenging thing about dealing with a thief is that a thief doesn't care about your rights. 
Let me say that one again. For example, here you are, there's been this funny pattern in your family where at the age of 16, I, I, I am not going to say those, those ones that no, everyone gets pregnant before. Pastor, me, everyone just gets pregnant in our family before marriage. Pray for me. I pray for you for what? If you don't want to get pregnant, there's a way to not get pregnant. And that way, scripture is not through prayer. comes to me and pray for me to not get pregnant. It's you to decide whether to get Mary, that was it. After Mary, there is no one else. <laughs> so it's only one way. So anyways, so here you are. At the age of 16, everyone has problems with their back. At the age of 13, you get born again. You get saved. And you find it in the scriptures where it's written of you. And the scripture is there. It says, children not born of flesh and blood, but born of God. You also find it where it's written of you about the corruptible and the incorruptible seed, how you've been born of the incorruptible seed. Now, you know how the thief will work. And so for you now, you believe you're now under the blessing. So you're not under the curse. But do you know how the thief will work? The thief will try to act like the blessing doesn't exist. Because the aim of a thief is to rebel. And if the thief can get you to change your confession about yourself, then they've trapped you. No wonder it says, fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to your confession. So if the thief can get you to then confess... Us in our family, it's just the way we are. This is just what affects us. At that point, you're even giving it rights. You've invited it, saying, thief, you can come live here. I've accepted that you're part of my family, thief. So you can come, you can be stealing at will. Here are the keys. How come you find, here's a person, they are always healthy. Exam period comes. Migraine headaches. Everyone says it's stress, but other people are also stressed. They're not getting the migraine headaches. And if it's not you with the migraine headaches, you receive a call from home that your mother has a migraine headache. If it's not your mother, your father has a migraine headache. Maybe there is need for some law enforcement. Now, what am I trying to say, ladies and gentlemen? There is a place where you have to get violent, where you have to forcefully get what is yours, and you have to forcefully defend it. There is a place where you don't have to be casual, where if you believe you are blessed, as in that curse will know how blessed you are, as in, <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point, there is a place where you enforce the law. Now, very quickly, examples of law enforcement are, let's say, the police, the the police, the army, and all those people. And you find that the people who are in law enforcement, they are not just armed with knowledge of the law. They are armed also with weapons to defend the law. So you find that, and the higher they go, perhaps the more sophisticated their weaponry will be. Why? Because where the people don't want to respect the law, they will use force. 
they'll be forceful. They'll be violent about it. So if they come, they'll not start saying, ah, you thief, listen, the law says, I don't know if you're hearing me, because there is a place where you have to be forceful. So law enforcement is when you use the force that the law permits for you to defend the rights of people. And in this case, the Bible tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. God has given you weapons so that if there are things that are rebelling against the rights that he's given you, you can switch the level and go into law enforcement. I need to say that one again. God has given you weapons so that when a principality says no, in this uh, province, this and this is not accepted, you will say, hey, you think I'm limited to this province. My citizenship is of heaven. I'm bigger than this principality. And you will enforce the law that God has given you. God has given you weapons so that when that spirit says in this family, no one can get a degree. You will say, hey, degree, that's even too small for me. That's my starting point. I don't know if you're hearing me. Because you can now enforce it. That's one of the things we have to learn to do, to enforce. Let me show you a portion of scripture. This is the point where now your eyes become like this. Because we're going to do some, we're, we're, we're going to execute some enforcement right now. So if you don't have your serious face on. <laughs> Matthew 12 verse 28. Matthew chapter 12 verse 28. Are you ready for it? From this one, we'll read Mark 16 and we're done. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Meaning, the first entrance of the kingdom of God is forceful. It, it, for, it, it doesn't say if I negotiate with the devils. It says if I cast them out. So when the kingdom of God comes, the kingdom of God is forceful. And the sign of the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of the enemy vacates the place. Look at Mark 16. Okay, Mark 16 should be from verse, uh, maybe let's start from verse 16. It says, go ye therefore, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Next verse. And these signs will follow those who believe. What's the first sign? They'll cast out devils. Meaning the first sign will be forcefulness. They'll, be, they'll, they'll enforce the law of Christ. That's the first sign. It's forcefulness. It's casting out of devils. It's rebuking spirits. It's dealing with those things. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. So now, this is why I would advise you to be both a reader of the word and one who prays a lot. Because the more knowledge of the law you have, the higher your weapons to deal with matters will become. God sent me here today that we may deal with some things. In the spirit, I'll tell you something that I saw 
as I was interceding for this meeting earlier. I saw as you know like somebody has got like gum or glue on them and so it's like for the, if if someone is carrying something one step for them perhaps takes more effort than one step for another person who's free i, I saw god liberating people i saw god bringing freedom into the lives of people and it's happening with a forcefulness as I'm ending the sermon part, let's go back to the example of the chicken. Ladies and gentlemen, the chicken is here. What would you do? Are you going to allow Winford to get all the chicken? What would you do? <laughs> you grab a hold of it, right? Praise God. Praise God. Okay. I want you to reflect for a minute. You can think for a minute. Is there any area where there are some divine orders you need to execute? I want you to think for a minute. If there is any particular area where there are some divine orders you need to execute, is there any area where you've not been experiencing your rights as a believer? We're going to pray. But before that, there are some of you listening to me who are not born again. You are not currently a member of the kingdom of God. And how you can tell, or you can tell in your heart, because you know when you're born again, that's one. Two, perhaps even the life you've been living is not a proper life that can get you to heaven. And you can become a citizen like that. You can become a citizen like that. The challenge with not being a citizen of heaven is that Satan has the right to mess with you simply because you're not a citizen of heaven. There is no backing. Praise God. So if you're listening to me and you'd like to make your salvation sure, you'd like to be saved, or maybe you're not sure if you're saved and you're saying, Pastor, let me get sure. Or maybe you even started out on a religious path but somehow you lost your way. I would like you to raise your hand so that I lead you in prayer first before we pray together. Raise it high. I can see that hand. I can see that one. See that one. See that one. See that one. I can see that hand. Some hands which are clapping are supposed to be raised. Okay, those who raise their hands, just stand. Just stand. 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 Now, what you do is this. As they are coming to the front. Oh, by the way, you are coming to the front just in case any of you are shy so as they are coming to the front those of you who need to join them run run for the chicken of the word of god <laughs> okay guys come to the front please come to the front come on i know there are a few more come and keep coming keep coming so what you do when you come to the front is you start dancing <laughs> You guys expected me to be a bit more serious than this, right? My friends, you've come to a serious decision. <laughs> now, I'm just so glad to have you. The Bible says there's joy in the heavens when somebody repents. Is there anybody else who's saying, Pastor, wait for me, I need to repent as well. I need to just repent and be a proper citizen of heaven. Raise your hand, please. Is there anybody else? 
Anybody? Lovely. Check on your neighbor just in case they're shy. Ask them. Ushewa Samba. Like, no, I'm serious. Check on them. And if you and you and if you know that you saw them by like an area, you say, mm. but the other week I saw you at that area. Then you also answer, how did you see me? Then you just drag each other to the front. Okay, is there anybody else? We're good. Okay, lovely. You guys are doing well? Okay, I'm gonna lead you in the prayer now. All I need from you is for you to give me your best spiritual faces. <laughs> okay, just raise your hand and say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess you as Lord. And from this day, I'm a citizen of heaven with full rights and membership. Amen. Okay, just remain there. Get their details because I want to pray with everyone. So get them quickly. As you're in front, be, be excited. Sometimes I wish I was one of those people who says, it's the conference of your mouth as you say, amen. <laughs> okay. By the way, for everybody else, I think we only have about five minutes. Have you figured out the area that you want to pray about? Okay, get up to your feet. Uh, no keyboard for now. Are you ready for law enforcement? I said, are you ready for law enforcement? Okay, how many of you are ready to not be casual? <laughs> now, for those of you who've uh, recorded your details, you're free to take your seats. God bless you. Walk with a spiritual face and get ready for law enforcement. Who's ready for law enforcement? Um, there's someone who's had a challenge. One of their eyes, it's like it's become weaker than the other one. Um, they can feel it. Like it's losing. I, I don't know what I can say it's losing, but it's been weaker. It's been getting weaker than the other eye. And they've been believing God for a healing. Rush to the front. Uh, the one who that specific word is for. Rush to the front as we're giving this prayer point. For you, I would want to lay hands. I'll say it again. It's like one of their eyes, specifically one, has lit. <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get <laughs> one of your eyes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there's somebody here. I specifically saw this one in vision before coming. It's like one of the eyes has been becoming weaker. And maybe weaker is the wrong word because I'm not sure, but all I know is that one of them has had a challenge that it's not even being expressed by the other one. And the Lord wants to heal you. I would like you to come to the front and I'll pray for you. Okay. Praise God.
Okay, so it's both of you. What's been the challenge exactly? Okay. Let me, you slept for four minutes. Few minutes. So you count when you're sleeping. I've slept 30 seconds. Okay, yeah, so go on. You woke up and one of your eyes was swollen. Tears couldn't see. Okay. Okay. And how is it now? Sorry? With the eye? What's the challenge? I can't see. You can't see with it? I can't see. (laughs) Okay, with which one? This one. Okay. When was that? Mm, Some days. Four days ago. Four days ago. Not today. Not you. What's the challenge? Uh, uh, one of my eyes, uh, it's, it has, it's developing something like my white shoes on its side. So most of the time, like when it's sunny or even just like on a normal day, it fades. That's why they dimmed the lights in this hall. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Okay, lovely. Are you guys ready? In the next few minutes, listen, I want you to target that area. When you're with a gun, you need to shoot specifically. And I want you to say, I take my position as a child of God. And I address A, B, C, D. And I command A, B, C, D. Are you guys ready for that? Okay. Um, my pastor, you can get mics. So at the count of three, just begin to handle those areas sagaciously. Are you ready for that? One, two, three. Parabaso toko parabasha taka parabaso taka pakaya. Laso toko pragadia sateka parabashante kaya. Keda basoko to parabasante kalibaka sokoto. Ataka libaso toko pragadi. Sateko libaso jate. Palego baso shadiman toko paya. Laso taka parabaso. Shate ko parabasante, palego bosoto ko parabashaya, lezo toko pa, paregede shakaliba, palekos kotoko koto, shate kaleba soja, parekete kayamaka, lekos kate, palaka soja tiga aso, palekos kotogodo, leba soja taka, eko taka pa, le soja ti, palekos Koyabashante, Lazoto, Palagason Shataya, Legabasoto, Baleko, Baleko Toko, Jatan Tokopa, Leko Zadi, Bale Robosonta, Balekoja, Lazotoko, Palagabaso, Palagabasonta, Makotoko, Lezatika. Ashatakaya, Lazoto Kopara, Shante, Palazote, Raka Soto, Shaleko, Palekombraskate, Shate, Palagasotonda, Legopason Tagabasai, Akapasuku, Shante Kopa, Pagatata, Lazotoko, O Jalebasaya. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.